Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church this morning? I said, are you glad to be in church this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Do you understand the English? You said that you believe that there's one God. He says, Mo, you have done well. Why are they? Oh, my Devils cry, they believe. And they, they don't just believe, they even shiver. They tremble. You, you are even standing. You will not even tremble. Then that is why walking around saying that, oh, I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ is. This is the problem for many people in church. Walking around saying that, oh, I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. And they say, I believe, I believe. And they never come to give their lives to Christ. And they are on their way straight to hell. Right from the front of the church. Because what you are believing, the devil too believes it. So if it was just a matter of believing, and there's no action, and there's no doing that should follow, then the devils, the devils too should have been saved. But they are not saved. Because they believe that there is one God. They even tremble. Ask your neighbor, when last did you tremble? When last did you tremble about God? Are you seeing the difference? Your believing must leave, make you do something. It must make you, there must be an action. So write it down. This one is our key, what? Our key line. Believing is an act of your will. Are you there? It's an act of the will, your will. You must do something about it. You can't just sit down there and be saying, okay? I'm giving you two scriptures and then we are moving on. Joshua 24, verse 15. Joshua was speaking. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose, choose you this day whom you will serve. Do you see? Is that not an act of your will? A choice. So why are you waiting for a feeling? Oh. It's an act of your will. Revelations 22, verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is at first come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. It's in your will. Whosoever will. Amen. Whosoever will. Tell your neighbor, it's not by force. Mm, There are people who force, but they kill people to be in a sense in their religion. We don't do that. It's your will. Yeah. And it's not a feeling. And because as Africans we are feeling people, 
we don't do much because we are waiting to feel. Hmm. Amen. So when we say to believe, we're talking about acting on the word of God. That word that is true, you must act on it. Hallelujah. Write another thing down. Faith is acting on the word. And doubt is refusing to act on the word. Faith is acting on the word. Okay, that's two kinds of truth. We're moving on to two kinds of faith. Are you there? Two kinds of faith. The Bible contrasts two kinds of faith. The first one is the Thomas faith. And the second one is the Abraham faith. Thomas had a very natural, human kind of faith. If I see, I'll believe. Wasn't that what he said? Some people don't believe us. So let's go to John chapter 20. Verse 24 to 29. Then Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Continue, continue, madam. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. And he said unto them, except I see there in, <laughs> except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his eye, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Then look at what Jesus said, told him. Jesus said to him, Thomas, Because you have seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet believe. This is the natural kind of faith. It's just there. Everybody has some. We are saved. When you see, you believe. Yeah. But Abraham, if Abraham had waited for this kind of faith, <laughs> as he was, what, 90 something years old, and things were no longer functioning. Romans chapter 4. Romans 4. As it is written, they are very slow, I don't know. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Do you see? So he was believing what? What was spoken? Are you seeing it? Okay. And being not weak in faith, push your neighbor and say, eh, your faith, how? And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Are you reading it? He con- you see, so his body there, it was dead. Mm. He was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the de- deadness of Sarah's womb. So there was a reality there. That we are old, the things are not working. He didn't look there. What God said was that. I'll be the father of many nations. Some of you would have been sitting by your wife, your 90-year-old wife, holding her hand. And just saying that, well, if God has said it, it shall come to pass. This guy, he got to work. 
he got to work. He said, if God says that it can work, he's going to work. And he just got to work. Yeah. Yeah. He decided that this is word. I'm standing on the word. And many times in this life, you have to just take the word and stand on the word. That's what it means to stand on the word. Just hold the word that this is what the word says. Are you there? Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. You remember that he the don't stagger. No? We've gone there shouting, don't stagger, don't stagger. Me, what would you and now we read Finafi? They're staggering in one away. <laughs> Giving glory to God. Because many of us, our faith is very strong until there's a problem. As soon as a problem comes, then you want to start doing things. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. He just believed God. It was not a matter of, I feel like doing this or I don't feel like doing that. Are you there? Hey. Please push your neighbor and ask your neighbor, neighbor, you too, are you there? Yeah. So are you seeing that as an active thing? I mean, I don't even know why they call it Thomas kind of faith. Because a faith that I'm, okay, do you need faith to know that the chair is there? You can't see it. Yeah, it's when you cannot see. That's when you need the faith. So the Thomas faith there, I can't see where it will take you. But Abraham's faith, you see that it worked for him. So what is God asking for you to do? Or what, what is it that you need to believe God for? Many Christians, we just waste our time crying. We waste our time complaining. It's true. It's true. Very little standing on the word. Standing on the word. God said he was going to take care of you. Today, our quiet time, for those of us who use Bishop Dags, um, Isaiah 58 and verse 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. And make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water whose waters fail not. This was our scripture this morning. Well, last night around 9pm, I fell into a problem. A major issue. That's why I was texting you in the answer. And <laughs> I think you can knock him for me. You can knock him for me. Are you there? <laughs> So, when I woke up this morning, there are some issues. Even praying about it is, is, is not so simple. So I said, the praying cry can't concentrate. So let me start with it. When I opened it and I read the scripture, usually it's three or four or ten verses. Today it was one scripture. I said, that is the word of God to me. I said, Lord, please guide me. What should I do? In the situation that is there, what is the guidance? Where are you telling me to? Lord, the thing is looking like a drought, but you said that you will satisfy my soul. This morning, I'm not satisfied at all, but I am looking for your satisfaction. Oh, as I'm standing here, sorted me out. Sorted me out prayerfully. Are you there? So it's your choice, oh. It's your choice because you can easily be in the situation. The scripture is there. You will not even see that the scripture is talking to you. you just read it. What did they say we should do? They say we should read. They say we should do what in the morning. Our uh, quiet time, reading Bible. What should I read? They say I should write notes. So let me. Tell you. And meanwhile, the writing is just the words of the. 
Lada, how will it help you? How will it help you? But even the situation that you are in, because you are all students, he says he will guide you continually. Does it not mean he will guide you even now? You see that you are quiet. Your faithlessness worries me. I said, can't you see that it means he will guide you also in your exams? Yeah. And when I'm reading, I can't remember. So, if he will guide you. Okay, you didn't read the same scripture. You have another quiet time book. On to you. That's why I'm following this, my one path. <laughs> it says, he will satisfy your soul in drought. Drought is when you don't have anything. Nothing is working. Your empty pocket. It says, he will satisfy your soul. Your empty pocket. Wait, la. Says he will satisfy your soul. Your soul are your emotions. Where your emotions are. And when you are broken, there's nothing in your cupboard. You are down and you are depressed. But he says that, look, I will satisfy your soul. Then he says, and make fat thy bones. You don't have to be fat in, in, in what? In your bones. That's what matters. Some, some slim people are very heavy. Very heavy. Those are the weighty bones. Those are the weighty bones. You cannot easily break the bone. Yeah, you can't easily break it. Are you there? So you can be as little as a shrimp. It doesn't matter. But what weight? In the bones. That's the one that matters. Yeah. Hey. And thou shalt be like a watered garden. Do you know what a watered garden is? Hey. A watered garden. Everything is greener. It's, it's brown around. But the watered garden is green. There are no fruits, there's nothing come, but the watered garden, it is eating enough, it's drinking enough, it's still producing fruit. Yeah, that's a watered garden. That's a watered garden. Yeah. That's a watered garden. In my house, I have a bowl, so I said, water the thing. Water. <laughs> bowl, let me in here. There's no, what you call this, water is rich people. Water it, water it must be green. Must be green, not like the flowers in front of your hostel. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't mention your name. <laughs> That's even if the hostel has flowers. Most hostels have nothing, cement. <laughs> so it's not cement, there's nothing exciting about it. And then it says it'll be like a spring of water whose waters fail not. A spring of water is always fresh. How come you are looking so dry? Hey! Say, so whose waters what? Fail not. Stand on the thing and claim it. Small exam you are going to do. Look at how you are looking very morose. Well, mommy, who's matter are you talking? Sit today. I was trying to learn it. was not going. He says you will be a spring of water whose waters fail not. So whether it's hot, it's cold, however it is, you are looking fresh. That's why sometimes you are in something. But when you can say, oh, you are looking so good. You are looking so beautiful. And you just, they don't know what is happening. But he has caused you to be a spring of water. Whose waters fail not. That's the word of God. That's just what we are standing on. Tell me, but this is your morose face. If you don't change it. I will change it for you. Hey. <laughs> Some of your life has not yet started. Kura, you have already... Push yourself. When you finish, when you start to reach 32, 33, can't tell us you are looking for a husband. Change your face. Who is looking for a morose looking wife? Mashakabaya Maso Kebetaya. I shouldn't say it. Allow me to say it. I will have to say it. Because if I don't say it, somebody has to tell you. 
My face used to be like yours. Then I went to read somewhere that by the age of 30, the expression on your face is fixed. I said, yay, I've changed. <laughs> because me and I knew that it wasn't good. Let me see your face. Smile, whoa! Smile. Oh, but mommy, should I be smiling all the time? Practice smiling. Practice it. After a while, it will just come. It will just come. And stop wearing your feet, your, your, to stop wearing your feelings on your face. Are you here? Let me tell you something. Those of you who are going to do presentations, you better learn not to wear your feelings on your face. Yes. Do you understand? Some of you, it's your face that makes them go for your jugular vein. They come and stand there. You look, you look as frightened as you feel. Hey! Then they'll just say, if I ask two questions, she'll fall down. Practice it. Hey! Smile to your neighbor. And if your neighbor doesn't like your smile, your neighbor will tell you, change your face. Working at all, Cutter's not working at all. <laughs> you, unless you are worrying somebody, you can't smile. <laughs> Hallelujah. But are you learning something? It is not as bad as you think. And when you go like that, you make it worse than it really is. Mm. The last one two kinds of unbelief. Two kinds of unbelief. There are two kinds of unbelief. The first one, you find it in Romans chapter 10. You see, unbelief that is based on a lack of knowledge because Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. So when you haven't heard, are you there? You can't know. Uh You can't know. So because you don't know, you don't have any faith. I I hope you are getting it. Uh It's one of the reasons why we are saying, please, listen to the word of God. We say it, uh, you are playing music, but the music is not bringing you any additional knowledge. Because nowadays, you people, much of your music is not based on scripture. There was a time when a lot of the songs, if you knew the songs, you would know scriptures because they were based on scripture. But nowadays, I don't know what people are singing. I don't know at all. So many don't believe in spiritual things because they don't know what the word of God teaches on a subject. I hope you get it. Something is on your mind, something is bothering you, but what does the word of God say about it? You see. And, and that one, you have to cure it. Now, there's another kind of unbelief, which is probably more widespread than the first one. And that is unbelief that is based on disobedience. What can he Yeah. Hallelujah. And this was the kind which the children of Israel showed. And I need you to understand that we, the church, we are are exactly like them. These people saw God do so many things. And yet, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6. But is it not true? You would have thought that people who had been brought out as miraculously as they were, you would have thought that they would believe God. The second part says, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. They just, they just didn't believe. You see. They couldn't say they didn't know. They knew that there was a promised land that was being given to them. They knew that. Spies were even sent to go and spy the thing. So they could not say that they didn't know. They knew. 
but it was just a choice I wouldn't believe. And unfortunately, sometimes we, we, we are there. We are there. If you be honest with yourself, sometimes you know what the word of God is saying. Hello. I've been looking for a translation. I still cannot find it. But that translation says, they entered not in because of unpersuadableness. I just liked the word. And you are not persuaded. You are seeing all the things. God has even fed you manna 40 years. Still. Still. You see. They just will not believe. They just will not believe. Yeah. That's why, again, that sentence, I told you, believing is what? An act of your will. Until you get to a place where you make a decision. I've decided to follow Jesus. I believe. I believe this is what he says about the matter. I believe it and that ends it. For as long as you are having discussions, you will just be disturbing us. And some of you, you see, if you are a little melancholic, you have a tendency to ask a lot of questions. Your strongest strength is also your greatest weakness. That's for everybody. Uh-huh. What you are very strong in, that strong point is also your weakness. So if you are sanguine, your friendliness and talking is what also goes over into gossiping and aha. So what he has here. I hope you get it. Yeah. So your strength, it's your strength in, in, in a certain circumstance when you are there. Like the sanguine challenge, they make life easy for all of us. You find something to say, they make life exciting, but that same strength is there. Now, for the males, that strength to be able to question, because a lot of people, they can't even think and let alone ask a question. No, it's true. If you'll be honest with yourself, if you be honest with yourself, we don't think much. But the males will ask questions. That same questioning, no, you can now take it to the point where it will send you to hell. No, it's true. You ask, because you ask questions and you get to a place where there's no answer. And when you reach where there's no answer, recently I was telling a certain male, I said, you see, this question that you're asking, eh, you had better stop because if you continue, then you must ask, so why do we eat? Because after eating, you are going to. So why eat? But is it not a legitimate question? What is the purpose of this eating that we are eating? If you are only going to eat because of the eating, well, that's why we need toilets. And the toilet brings with it a whole lot of problems. You have to dig a soak away. Water has to flow. When there's no water access in many houses, it's a whole problem. Hey! I wonder how much they are paying to go to the public latrines now that petrol price has gone up. It will affect that one too. Don't ask me the connection. <laughs> are you here? So why eat? Why could we not have just breathed? Then we'll be growing. Please pursue that question. You will die. Pursue it. You decide to stop eating to see. You decide to stop shanking to see. By the time you are where we are buried you. So don't ask the question... Yeah, at a point, at a point you have to see that you can question out of faith. You can question till your faith is shipwrecked. Unnecessary. And that's why at a point it is, look, believing is an act of your will. Are you here? You have decided that I believe. 
And most times, it's only after you believe that you get a lot of answers. How many of you, when you got born again, you understood the whole salvation? No. It's later, after you decided to believe by faith, after you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, by faith, then you now began to understand that, oh, after, okay, I was born again. I, I mean, his, his blood, it paid for my sin. He did it once, uh, so I don't have to do it. All that came after. So, decide. Decide. Hey, are you there? Yeah, decide. Because when you now decide on it, you know, it will now cure, begin to cure that unbelief. If it's something you don't know, as you are reading, the word, we are going to read it until we die. And each time you'll be learning something. I mean, the scripture I gave you today, Isaiah 58, 11. I have read Isaiah 58. I, I cannot remember verse 11 at all. But suddenly, as it is drawn out, I've learned something. Are you here? So you will forever be learning. And as you are learning, it will be helping you. You know, it will be helping you. Because the word here, it has a power and a life of its own. All its own crap. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Is somebody understanding? So the ignorance of the word there is going. Tell your neighbor, my ignorance is going. It's going where? From last week, Saturday, to today, how many messages have you listened to? You see that I don't want to look at your face because you are lying. When you came to church last week, Saturday, you heard one message. That is the only message that you heard after you come to sit here. There is a game in your eyes. You are like somebody who ate last week Saturday and he's only now coming to eat. Such an individual will be very weak. Such an individual will be very, very stupid. The brain will not really work. It's true. The brain can't work without some. Yeah. That's why sometimes you realize that when you are studying, at times you eat more. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. Or you see that you, you are burning the energy. But you have no energy, so your brain quite doesn't function. If you have a child, you, the, the child suffers malnutrition. By the age of two, the child is locked in foolishness. The brain will never work well again. No, it's true. It's unfortunate, but it's true. That's why you see that they strive to try to bring in measures to feed. Because Charlie, by two, is a done deal. Yeah. Are you here? And here you are, two-year-old Christian. You ate last week, Saturday. And you are eating this week, Saturday. Can you not see spiritual stupidity coming? That may, this Bible grad that we have been reading, me, I became a believer at the age of 22. That's 48 years ago. I still don't know a lot of things. And you are two. You still one, one, seven. That being, When will you know anything? That's why children of demons will be waking up and writing things in the paper and you'll be believing. Because you don't know what the word of God says on your own. Tell me about this ignorance, it cannot last. Immediately your exams are over. Every day you are listening to a message. Have you heard? You go to the podcast. I don't even really care whose podcast you are listening to, but I have to tell you that Bishop Doug's podcasts are great. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Recently, something made me go and scroll into his podcast from 2016. I was so blessed. I was looking for something. Do you see? And then you know how you see a title. I, hey, this message. And he said, I have played the message. I said, me. I don't remember. So I went back. I, went back. I was so happy. Hey. 
So I went and looked for all the... Are you there? Tell your neighbor one message a day. It keeps the foolishness away. Tell the neighbor on the other side. One message a day. It keeps the devil away. Hey. Some of you, all the demons walking around you, they'll go. Yes. Are you here? So listen, one message. Can you do it? After all, it doesn't take so much data. Download it and just listen. One day, you will be surprised at how your understanding of the word will just go up. How much you know. Your ignorance will go. Amen? You are what? Because as you are sitting here, what are the financial principles of the Bible? Do you know? What are the house building principles of the Bible? Do you know? Do you know how to resolve a quarrel according to the Bible? Have you seen you looking at me? Who is your name? Why do you want that one? But how to choose a beloved? It is in the word of God. If you were reading, you will never be short of raps. Oh, you will never have... Ah! Oh! Oh! Hi! I'm even shocked at you. I'm totally shocked at you. Tell your neighbor that mommy is shocked at you. And the letter said, it was a huge A3 sheet of paper. And it was folded many times over. And I was wondering why. But when I opened, there was just a scripture in it. Third John. Third John has only one chapter. Third John 1, 13 and 14 or something like that. And at the time, I didn't know much of the scripture. I died for my Bible. And there it was. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. The next one is, but I trust I shall shortly see thee and we shall speak face to face. That's the man who is my husband today. And this was the letter. Yeah. You are there. Who raps back? Who sorry? Who say when I see you, you look like the mother of my children? I can imagine lasting my life together with you. Please go and open song of songs and learn something better. Ah. You are surprised, you see. What are you playing? Are they should write it? They are wise men. They are very wise men. Ah, Jojo, were you there when there was this song we used to sing from Song of Solomon? Yeah. Who is the who is the singer? These people, they can find it. No, it's not a Keith Green song. It's not Keith Green. It's a very nice song. Yeah. We'll play it. They don't know that it's in the Bible. 
They should please play it somewhere. I beg you, let them play it. We can, they cannot hear anything you are saying there. So allow them to play it so that we can hear it. And they will have to find it first and see it. It's not our beloved, now we know. And yeah, man, I'm more praying. I'm more praying. We follow. You are following Pastor David. Only so only beloved, maybe. You coach too. Won't you come near to me? I've been missing. Calling out your name. Won't you come near to me? I've been missing those times we've had. So give me that passion again. And a heart of clay that you can mold into. Into a heart that Broken for you Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3.
that what unbeliever song have they gone to find is scripture the bible says that when you sleep when we sleep then he wakens and he opens our heart and places in our heart his will i was looking for the scripture i will find it yeah and it begins okay yeah thank you very much uh, you're giving me the scripture Ija. but it ends at four no, okay. Are you there? Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 2. I sleep, but my heart wicked. Did you hear him singing it? It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. Yeah. Anyway, that was. Uh, please, we have. Who is that? We are ending. Yeah. And we are ending. So I'm just, I just played it to say to you that you should go and look for the word and end the ignorance. This song, I like it in particular because it was this song in a camp that broke a guy who is a pastor today in this church. Yeah. yeah this very song. Why are you macho? You have to remind him of it that he used to love God, pa. And I think it was a camp where we talked about our first love and loving God. And this song had just come around at the time. And the guy broke down totally. And that was the end of a certain kind of resistance. And he gave his life, I mean, fully to the Lord. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Is your ignorance ending? And as for the disobedience, there is no way to end it. How do we end disobedience? By obeying. Oh. We got look at it. I'm just asking. Usually when we are disobeying, we know. We know. Yeah. And the only way to end disobeying is by what? Obeying. Obeying. I've been having some long discussion with the Lord about something. When I was preparing this one, he said, have you seen it? Just obey it. Oh. My argument's finished. It was an argument. I was discussing. Amen. Are you in the house? Is your faith getting better? Are you understanding a little more and more how it works? So it's this week when the devil comes to come and accuse you of something. What are you going to tell him? Hey, my friend. Are you sure you are? They say, I am sure. Because he's asking, you are sure. Are you sure you are saved? You know how you can do some behaviors. It doesn't look like you are saved. That's not the point. It's not by your behavior. I'm not encouraging you to bad behavior. I'm just telling you that that's what the Bible says. Amen. So when he comes with his accusations, he says, you, you have not prayed for four days. It may be true. And it is not wise that you haven't prayed for four days. 
but you are still saved. Wow. Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Usually he will stand on those things to break you down and make you feel that, eh. Then the next thing you tell me, it's not by feeling. Believing is what? An act of your will. You have decided that there's it. And you have used it to be saved. Uh-huh. Amen? And then decide to stand on the scripture. The more you know of it, the more you will stand on it. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Wow. All right. Stand to your feet. You want to just bow down your head and talk to the Lord tonight. Talk to him about what? Just discuss with him a few things. Talk to him. Talk to him. Thank him for unraveling something for you because sometimes your mind is fighting you and you are saying things like, ah, but if I'm sick, should I not say it? Now you are understanding. That's your natural. What's happening to you in the natural? But in the supernatural, it says, by his stripes, I'm healed. And that's your confession. So just talk to him. Thank him for ironing out a few sticky points for you tonight. Mila Hasando, oh, we're grateful, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord, we're grateful. Thank you for ironing it out. And Lord, we believe, and we will use our belief, belief to stand on your word. We believe that your word is the truth. Thank you for helping us in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Maybe you're here tonight and you were in that category. You said, I believe. You didn't realize that you needed to use that belief. You needed to do something. And so you are here tonight and you're realizing that you need to give your life to Jesus. You have been in church maybe all your life, believing but not doing anything about it. And tonight you realize that the demons also believe and they tremble. And you are saying, I'm not a demon at all. I'm a real believer. And you want to make it right. I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. To do what the Bible says, please. I don't know why the screen is off, but you should have put Romans 10, 9 and 10 on. And tonight, you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I want you to just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. Just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. He's saying, I realize that I need to give my life. God bless you. God bless you. Your hand is up. Just come to me, please. Just come. Step out of where you are sitting. Come to me. We're going to pray together. God bless. Come, come, come. Just come. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Just come and stand here. We're going to pray together. God bless you. God bless you. You are here. You're just saying, I want to settle this issue once and for all. Just come to me. Just come. Your faith in action. This is your faith in action. Confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You just want to pray this prayer after me and make it your prayer. And those of us in the hall, just join us together. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Father, I thank you that what you have said is what she has done. And because of that, she will meet you one day in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. With all of me, I want to praise you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.